Hi everyone, welcome to the AdSet podcast, supporting you, supporting students. We would like to acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who are the traditional custodians of the lands on which this recording is taking place. This podcast is the fourth from our series of bite-sized sessions, 12 at 12, to help you recharge. This session, Rethinking Stress, teaches you how to change the way you view stress. Make sure you check out our show notes for links to the session recording and presentation slides. Enjoy. We all know about stress, but do we know um, about the different ways to think about stress? So stress, sorry, I'm just going to go to the next slide. What are the messages that you hear about stress? When you talk about stress, when you hear about stress being talked about on the media, if you did a Google search on stress, do you want to write a few things in the chat? Just share some of the messages that you hear about stress. I actually Googled it the other day when I was preparing for Wednesday session and it was like stress is a is the number one public enemy, number one. Um, yeah, and we're told that it can be harmful for our health. We also said told that everyone experiences, but on the same hand, it can be harmful for our health. Um, you need it to get things done. So there is that positive um, slant on it again. But often we're told um, we need to manage our stress. You know, you go on stress management courses. We need to avoid stress. We need to minimise it as, as much as possible because after all, it is public enemy number one. But um, what if it wasn't stress itself, but in part the way that we think about stress that could be harmful? So a big study, and this study was done by Kelly McGonigal and Aaliyah Crum, and they're both from Stanford University. And they um, took 30,000 people over a period of eight years and they asked them, two questions. The first question they asked was, how much stress have you experienced in the previous year? The second question they've asked um, was, do you believe that stress was harmful to your health? Then what they did was they looked at the public death records, not a great research project, um, but they looked at the public death records and they wanted to know um, the differences. They wanted to know if thinking about stress changed the outcomes or if the amount of stress that people had changed the outcomes. And this graph represents the actual death rate. So if people experienced no or little stress in the previous year, um, the death rate didn't change much according to if they thought stress was harmful for their health or if they thought stress wasn't harmful for their health. Though, if anything, it was a little bit, if you believed that stress was not harmful for your health, you were least likely to die. And I should say, this is holding all other factors, um, so um, all other factors into account, such as, you know, previous health conditions, other health conditions. So it's just really looking at the effect of stress and your thoughts about stress. Then they looked at those people who had a lot of stress in the previous year. And yeah, you were more likely to die if you had a lot of stress in your uh, in the previous year. Um, and that shows by the orange line. So it's higher if you had a lot of stress in the previous year. So you're more likely to die. The death rate was higher. But if you believe that stress was not harmful to your health, you were less likely to die. 
um, if you had stress in the previous year. In fact, you're less likely to die even compared to those people who had no or little stress in their life in the previous year. So it seems that stress, the way we think about stress, can change those health outcomes. And another study by Aaliyah Crum found that um, she, her study was with bankers, financial workers in the midst of the GFC. So really part of the most stressful time at all for um, finance workers. And um, a lot of them were experiencing headaches, backaches, sleepless nights, stomach upsets, all those physical symptoms that we um, think of when we think of stress. And um, she took some of them through a rethinking stress training program. And those who went through that program were less likely to experience those um, stress symptoms. So their headaches disappeared, their backaches disappeared, their stomach aches disappeared, and they started to sleep. Um, well again, compared to people that didn't go through rethinking stress um, change um, training. So it seems that the way that we think about stress um, can affect our body in real ways. So when we change our mind about stress, we can actually change our body too. So Kelly McGonigal says that one way to think about stress is rather than thinking about it as dangerous or um, harmful is to think about it's our body's way of telling us that our heart's in something, that something important to us is at stake. And in fact, if we don't stress, if we don't um, care about things, then we're not likely to be stressed about things. Um, stress is a sign that our life is meaningful. And in fact, if you took away all the times in your life that you experienced stress, you'd probably take away all the times in your life that gave your life meaningful, meaning and purpose. So stress, simply put, is a sign that our heart's in it. And stress is our body's way of giving us the energy and the resources to stand up and take action or to reach out and to ask for help if we need it or to reach out and just connect with other people. So it's kind of, a, it's then leaves us with that, um, that response to either be courageous or be connected. So our body stress response. So if you think of, you know, that that cortisol, the adrenaline, that fight and flight response that we often have, where we feel the butterflies, the heart's pumping, our blood's racing. That's that. That's the energy that we need to stand up and be courageous. So stand up for whatever is at stake. To um to yeah speak up, and and show that we want things to change, that we want things to be different. And um, and also when um, the other stress hormone that's often not talked about much, um, but when I did this training with some honor psych students the other year, they go, oh yeah, they did mention oxytocin, but not really what it was about. But oxytocin is also known as a cuddle hormone. It wants it it. It's what we have when we connect with people. It enables us to really reach out and connect and um, feel good about our relationships. So oxytocin is another stress hormone that's released. And when we really, the good thing about oxytocin, that it actually protects and heals our cardiovascular system from the other hormones, the, the cortisol and the adrenaline that, that is pumping through. So if we think, do know nothing else, if we kind of release our oxytocin and reach out and connect or ask for help or go and help other people, um, that's protecting our cardiovascular system. But also changing our mind about stress um, 
instead it, it our body shows the same um, reaction as if as if it's the um, if our body's going through moments of courage and joy so it's that biology of courage and joy that Kelly McGonigal talks about is one that we can choose if we reframe our thinking about stress um, so we can choose those um, body stress responses so when you go through a stressful time it's okay what response do I want to choose here? What kind of, what do I, you know, how do I want my body to respond? What is my body giving me the energy to do? Um, and do I need to stand up? Do I need to reach out? Do I need to um, help other people? So rather than avoiding stress or managing stress, um, it's getting better at handling stress. So it's noticing when we're feeling stress. So it's acknowledging our stress. Again, it's not um, pretending it doesn't exist or it's not over-exaggerating, but it's noticing it. And, not, and one way to notice it without getting over-attached to it and caught up in it is just to um, say, rather than I am stressed, it's saying I am fear, I'm noticing that I'm stressed at the moment or I'm feeling stressed. Um, so it just takes us one step back from I am stressed. I'm not stressed. I'm more than stressed. I am just feeling stressed. I am noticing and I'm feeling stressed right now. Um, and, but if you can find specific words to describe your stress, even better. Because stress is really hard to do something about. It seems to become this blanket word. Um, but if I go instead, I'm noticing that I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. I'm noticing that I'm feeling there's a lot of on my plate at the moment. I can do something about that. I can take some action. I can use my biology of courage to take some action. I am noticing that I, there's a lot of changes happening at the moment. Ah, that gives me something to, to talk about and to, um, to, you know, to talk to my supervisor about. Consider what's at stake and why does it matter to you? And I'm stressed about something because I care about it. So why, what am I stressed about here? And what do I care about? So I'm stressed about this because I care about it. I'm, I'm stressed about having so much work to do because I care about delivering a good service to the students that I work with. I'm stressed about all these changes that are happening or I'm feeling overwhelmed by the amount of change because I care about, I have the resources that I need to do my work. And then choose how you might um, have an enhancing stress mindset. Um, so rather than stress be debilitating, stress can be enhancing. It can be enhancing my resources, my body's resources to either um, choose courage or choose connection. Or what's the opportunity to learn and grow from that? Um, I can also choose that. So this is a difficult situation. Is it giving me a chance to learn and grow? How can that help me get better at handling stress and get better at handling other situations when things are at stake? Kelly McGonigal's got a great TED talk called How to Make Stress Your Friend and she actually kind of um, shows you some videos about the body's response and how choosing a, the biology of courage and joy can protect your heart systems and your cardiovascular system and also how oxytocin can also protect your cardiovascular system. And Aaliyah Crum from Stanford University has put her Rethinking Stress um, course online totally free so you can 
pop in and do that. Even if you don't do the course as such, you can use some of those great resources. It's not, and, and know that ongoing stress can also be damaging and harmful. It's not dismissing that totally altogether, but it's also knowing that stress can also be enhancing and, and trying to choose that enhancing time of stress is much more helpful for our well-being. Thank you. We just wanted to thank you again for listening to our podcast. If you are loving our podcast, please subscribe to our channel so you can keep up to date with our latest episodes. We would also appreciate if you could leave us a review. If you are after more great content, you can head over to our socials and website www.adcet.edu.au. Our next bite-sized session will be on sharing good news. How you listen to good news can have more impact on your relationship than how you listen to bad news. Build trust and rapport with active constructive listening.